by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, <laughs> Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. this thing about the, the, the real person, and we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions, live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. Okay, we are here. We are talking all about Kelly and Dylan, and how could we not have Kelly with us to have this uh, this conversation? So, Jenny, uh, you're not in L.A. right now, not in Beverly Hills. Where are you? I'm in Toronto, Canada, in quarantine. You have to be in quarantine for 14 days. They're taking this very serious in Canada. Yeah, I mean, which is a great thing. Um, and especially with productions, just they, you know, for insurance purposes, they want everybody to be completely clean. So I'm going to be like the Virgin Mary when I leave this place. Shipping <laughs> <laughs> along. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Um, okay, so why don't we just dive in? Before we dive in, I wanted to say that uh, tomorrow, Jenny, you're going to be doing something really cool. You're doing a live show uh, with Tori, and this is where you can get tickets. I wanted to let everybody know it's onlocationlive.com slash 90210. Tell me about what's up. You guys are going to do do, do, something, <laughs> do something live? Yeah, you, you got me. I don't really know what a live <laughs> podcast is. I didn't know what a podcast was a couple years ago. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do a virtual live podcast thing where um, fans are coming so it's going to be all the fans and there's going to be meets and greets I don't know how that how do you meet someone through the nice to meet you I don't know how it works that guy's uh, really cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you have Debbie Gibson coming to join you guys right is that we do I yeah. said was Debbie Gibson even in the show and <laughs> yes she was we she, she was very kind to do it uh we needed a superstar and she was willing to do it. And I remember um, just being very kind and she gave me like an autograph thing and she was really excited to be doing it because of her fan. And then she found out, my, you know, I said, my daughter's a big fan. She said, how old's your daughter? I went five and she knew I was telling the truth. But uh, she was very nice and she was really good in the episode too. She's well, yes, yeah, so she's going to be joining us tomorrow and um, hopefully she'll sing or something. I don't know. Mm. All right. So, and listen, you know, I really want everybody to go out there and get tickets for this thing. If you show me that uh, you got a ticket during this broadcast, I will send you, I'm going to just pick somebody and we'll give you a free t-shirt from our store. Whoa. Uh, make sure you go sign up for this and, and, and join them. A little cross promotion. I like that. Why not? Right? Well, that's good. I like all it. love here. T-shirts uh, hey, are I want to bring on a friend of our show and a super fan of yours, Connie Ziegler. Hi, Connie. Hi, Connie. Hi, Connie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. I met you last while I'm during your tour. Oh, which city? Uh, Boston. Boston. We had some fun. 
Very cool. Well, Connie, I want I know you're a super fan here and I wanted to give you an opportunity. Is there anything that you want to ask Jenny as a you're a, and you're a diehard Kelly and Dylan, right? We know that. So is there anything that you want to know before we dive into all these clips and all that? Um, I think I just want to know, Jenny, if you remember back then what you thought when they presented the storyline to you or when you found out about the Kelly and Dylan. I mean, I don't remember exactly, but I can assure you I was happy about it. <laughs> Who wouldn't be, right? Um, but I know I was nervous probably because it was, that was like, I didn't want to be seen as like, you know, a home wrecker or whatever, cheating on my best friend with her boy. It, it was very complicated. And I just wanted to do it the best we could. And I think everybody handled it so well. And it was so, I don't know, it was, I've been watching some of the clips today and it was just really sensitive. Like the way it all sort of happened, it was very um, thoughtful and sensitive. And I really appreciated that. So I was just really happy to get to work with Luke. I mean, he was my friend, you know, so. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, Connie, uh, thank you for joining us. That just was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for to Jenny. I've got my Larry shirt on. Oh, <laughs> that's a Larry Bowen oh, Larry Bowen shirt. Oh. Yeah. It's just Connie, Connie is in the state of Maine. She's, in, she's yeah. almost in Canada. She's not that far. Oh, it's cold, right? <laughs> yeah, we had an ice storm today. So Nice. Mm. That's always good. Like everywhere. Real nice here. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Good Thank good you. To you. All right, Charles. Now, you've talked about this before on the show, um, putting Kelly and Dylan together. Why don't you talk about where that started with you? Well, it didn't start with me. It started with Luke. It started with Jenny. It started when uh, we merged in with Melrose. And as you remember, you know, we had, um, you did some episodes there and, and um, right. Grant show, we established him and he did that. And everybody mm -hmm. was pretty good with that. You know, it was, a, it was good spelling synergy and the network was happy and spelling was happy. I was happy. Luke wasn't happy. He felt, <laughs> he wanted a, he felt we had, were really subordinating ourselves. And I guess in the line that I've shared before, and what, what he what he said to me is he said, I, I want to do I want to work with the blonde. Oh my that God. was the, that was it. You were you were blondie to, in, in this, his description to me at the time. <laughs> and, you know, it was really clear we we needed to change things up. We had um, uh, and, and was and it was always that. And I actually Karen and my some of our closest lifelong friends, my lifelong friends from high school, my oldest friend, person I know longer than anyone but my living sister, um, was basically you in a triangle, if you would put it, the, the, the second girlfriend. The, the person she's with, who she married, was that guy in between. So, you know, it was a romantic story to me. It was sensitive. So we presented it to the network. Jessica particularly was always our, our pitcher because mm -hmm. nobody can talk as fast as Jessica. Well. I, I remember <laughs> very few things, but I remember that. It was just kept story. talking. And as Jessica will tell you, they didn't like it. They didn't like it at all, right, Jess? <laughs> what they happened? We were going to destroy both the characters of Brenda and Kelly. And how could we make this happen? And we, how could we paint 
one of them as a bad guy. And then when we said Brenda was going to fool around in France, it was like, you're just destroying our, our heroine. We reassured them that we weren't and that the audience would lap it up and that we would do everything we needed to do to protect particularly the Kelly character. Yeah. And in rewatching all these scenes and episodes, I was struck by how hard we worked to protect you. And we did. Mm -hmm. You kept saying, yeah. no, 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 no. I can't hurt Brenda. I can't hurt Brenda. We have to tell Brenda. We can't do this unless we And then once you were a unit, you. your default was, go back to Brenda. <laughs> and, yeah. and Dylan kept saying, oh, come on. Come on. And it was like, mm. so I blamed, I blamed Dylan for everything. I love you, but I blamed Dylan. I do remember... Um, I do remember him giving me a little heads up that it was coming. <laughs> and I thought, how do you know? <laughs> and now I know. Well, it was, uh, you know, it was just really under the, you know, the summer episodes were summer fun. So we could get a letter, you know, it's, it's, that it don't sound like, uh, see you in September, don't fool around. It was almost kind of given, and sometimes things like that would be. In, in summer, you had a girlfriend in LA, you went to a summer school back east, you had a girlfriend back, it just was the way world, you know, was in my growing up when I was a teenager. So I think that was always an underpinning here too, that it was not, you know, serious relationships are at Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we move on, somebody wanted to drop it and say hi. This just happened very unexpectedly, uh, but here he is. Our friend Matthew Lawrence, <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mel Silver. Matthew. Oh my God. Jenny. Hi. Oh, I might cry. I'm so happy to see you. Oh. I'm telling you, I, guys, I'm having deja vu. I feel like I just talked to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> you just, he oh. was worried about crying. So don't give him any incentive to cry now. <laughs> I, I cried a couple of times last time. I just, I was watching. I knew you were going to be on, Jenny, and I haven't seen you in so long. And um, I just really wanted to see you and say hello to my oh, dog. Sweet. Oh, sweet. <laughs> working here, and uh, we're in the middle of a four-day ice storm here. Oh, my God. And it's bad, but it's so great to see you, Jenny. It's so great to see you, too. Oh my God, Matthew! Before we let you go, I want to ask you what 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 was it like working with Jenny all those years ago? <laughs> she was kind of she was a real diva. Out <laughs> 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 of all the all the people on the show were so young, of course I was one of the old ones. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were all so nice and down to earth. Jenny was really. And almost impossible to work with. <laughs> I, you know, it's really funny. I have, oh boy, look at this. Hi. <laughs> on my lap. Um, I, I have so many great memories. She was the greatest. Um, she was the greatest. But I don't know why. But there was we were shooting a scene. I want to say either at the beach house or. I don't know where it was, but we were sitting in between takes and it was you and me and Tori and Anne, I think, just sitting around on a couch talking for a long time because we were changing sets and 
that I keep going back to that because you were, as all of you were at that time, to be as popular and known by everybody and so young, really. And I, I just, I couldn't get over how grounded you were even then. And um, so it's no surprise that you've turned into the incredible woman that, that you are. Also. Oh, thanks, Matthew. And, um, All right, Matthew. We yeah. got to talk. We got to talk about Kelly and Dylan, or we're going to get thrown off. Here. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Nice to see you, Matthew. Uh, all of you. you. Stay warm. Stay warm and dry. Stay warm. All right. Oh that, was gosh, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. He's a sweet guy. Um, all right. Hey, let's talk about this. We, we, you guys get this storyline moving and it kicks up. The, some fans <laughs> wanted me to immediately ask you about the, the Kelly and Dylan watching Casablanca together. And some of these, some of the fans think that this is the Kelly and Dylan movie. Uh, do you, Jessica, jo Charles, do you know how Casablanca got into the mix of this uh, storyline? Who I remember well, Casablanca no, I is arguably my favorite movie of all time. So the I think we, we them getting in our, I, I have no idea how it got in this storyline, but it could have gotten in any storyline that we could have done because it's Casablanca for God's sakes. But is there anything more romantic than Casablanca and more self-sacrifice? Yeah, all that stuff, right? Plus, he Do got to say to her, of all the beaches and all the towns in all the world, you walk into right, my right. summer storm. And because you'd seen Casablanca, you understood what he was talking about and got the joke. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's, well, that's season two, right? That's from season that part. You, yeah. No, that's, that's, I think no, that's, that's season, season three. three. It's that's season three in Summer Storm. It's, right, it's right, right. It, I think it's Summer. No, Shooting Star. Yeah, I brought that up because of shooting star. Jenny, I don't like, remember the titles either. I got to tell you, I don't know. They refer to them. They think the fans know the titles. None well, of these fans, fans know the titles. Well, these fans do. They might have the cheat well, sheet it, here. It, it was it uh, season three, episode five. Season three, episode Larry, Larry's done by Chelsea, a friend of Chuck's from Vancouver. She did an eight-page breakdown, so I use it as a cheat sheet. It's kind of like Kelly and Dylan for for dummies. That's right. That's right. Can you send me that? I wanted to. I was talked out of it. They thought it would be too confusing. And they were talking about it. And it's a wonderful show. Chuck speaks the truth. Vancouver, I just outed you. We love you. Thank you for sending that. Jessica and I said, please don't send that to Jenny. She didn't know what to start. It was too much homework, but I didn't know at the time I said that I, I said that, that you were in quarantine and probably have a lot of time on your hands. We could have something to do. All right, but that does set up this stuff. Uh, and I sent you the clip. I'm not going to show the clip for this scene because it's got that Sophie B. Hawkins song in it, uh, A Damn I Wish I Was Your Lover. And so YouTube flags us on all that stuff. Uh, but do you remember or do you have a feeling when I sent you this about looking back on those scenes under the stars with, uh, with Luke in that moment? I remember we spent a lot of time shooting at the beach, by the beach, in the beach, on the beach, in the water. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it was all around the same time, like the same episode, probably right around episode three, two, end of two, three, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Or that's yeah. five or six or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just there watching were, there, it. There was so much beach club stuff and then you and 
Dylan went off. You found him at Paradise Cove alone and brought pizza and that. Brought pizza. After you said you weren't coming. No. <laughs> but it's, it, you know, just seeing those three stills, forgetting Sophie B. Hawkins, yes, I'm rooted to the music. I remember Jessica and I, when that song came across, we knew it was the one. We, there was no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, just seeing those three stills, it just, you know, it, it's very romantic. You guys were. You guys, because in real life you meant something to each other, it it projected out, and there was that closeness, and you could, and and boy, you know, shot shot beautifully. I mean, really, beautiful. you know, really looked like the, you know, the Malibu beach in summer there. Yeah, because yeah, it, it really was. It was beautiful. I I loved watching the clip. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it was really there was some. There's just such a there's watching it, not even, you're just completely taking myself out of it. Like there's such a sweetness to their relationship. And like, I don't know, it's, it pulls me in even watching it. And um, I don't say that very often about much, <laughs> but any of the work that I did with Luke, I'm kind of captivated by just the energy of the moment, you know, and that's how it was working with him always just, um, you know, so meaningful in, in some way. And you didn't got, you were, you weren't two people who ran lines together before you got to the set. Did you, or did you, <laughs> or was there a lot of that? Luke didn't strike me as someone that would, uh, no, stick on that. no, I think that's, I mean, I, I kind of still have that habit now. I like to be spontaneous and kind of uh, right. off the cuff a little bit, even in with the dialogue. So, we we never really rehearsed. We would just do it on on the day. On and the you know the first take was always our first time doing it. <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm curious that song that plays in there, the damn I wish I was your lover. Somebody asked me to ask you, do, well, does that song at all resonate to you? If you heard that, does that does that or or, or are there songs from nine hundred two one zero that you hear and you're like, oh, that is a that is a nine hundred two one zero thing? No, because I didn't watch the show back. So when we were filming it, we didn't have the music. It was right. just maybe sometimes it was written in the script, sometimes it was added in later, but. Yeah, no, I, I, there's no recall for me with songs, except, you know, the theme song. <laughs> That'll right. get me every time. I know what that is. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I figured as much. All right, mm -hmm. here is a scene, a little scene study. This is one we were just kind of talking about. This is, I believe, after, um, you know, Brenda comes back, and here's you guys on the beach. Um, look, you don't have to keep checking up on me. Is that what I'm doing? I just want to thank you again for yesterday. That was yesterday? Kelly, you know, you're a smart lady. Dylan, I'm happy for you. And for Brenda. You guys belong together. So let's just leave it alone, okay? But where does that leave you, Kelly? Can't have it both ways. So you're telling me just go back to Brenda and, and forget everything that happened? We'll always have Paris. It is not funny anymore. I guess nothing lasts forever. Whew. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I, have to, I have to praise you, Jenny, because one of the gifts that you have given to my life 
is you, it can be the corniest line in the world. And when you deliver it, it lands. It doesn't feel corny. And it, you give life to, the, to this part and your honesty comes through and I appreciate it. Thanks, Jess. Um, looking back on that, do you get all the feels again in that moment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how close are you to Kelly Taylor? Um, do, do you develop her? You developed her for, for a few seasons. I know that first season you're finding her. Um, are you pretty locked in here at as the character at this point? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you mean in that clip? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that she's like an onion. Like there's, there's so many layers and so much to her, so many complexities that I was always learning more about her as the storylines went on. And um, especially though in the scenes with Luke, uh, with Dylan, there you learn a lot about the true like inner Kelly and, and their childhoods being so similar and, and you know, kind of parallel in, in certain ways. So I learned a lot about my character just through those scenes with, with him. Mm. I'm curious, Chuck and Jessica, you talked about the network not loving it at first, but then it's starting to develop and they're starting to see it. What is the reaction as it's sort of playing out? Everybody fans watch. Fans watch. Fans watch. Everybody ate. It was a very good summer. Uh, both summers. They were forgot good, all right? about the fact they hadn't liked it. I'm yeah, sure exactly. Exactly. In fact, they own. They own it. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 because they own it. Literally, they do own it. Can I say something? I want to say something about Jenny because when Peter was asking if you had locked in on the character, that's third season. By then, it's developed, and I said before that you know when you. First, you write the character, but then when you are in a continuing series, the the, the actor becomes so important because the if you can write to your actor's strength, then the character becomes so much richer. And, you know, Ke uh, Kelly Taylor was not designed to be uh, the most sensitive, originally conceived, you know, was not designed to be the most sensitive, uh, caring person. She was, a, she was supposed to be a one of those girls that you want, she was in a clique, like she was going to be popular and a little bitchy and this and that. And that's how she was going to be. And then comes Jenny Garth, who's this really nice person and not like that type of character. And the character of Kelly got nicer and nicer like Jenny was. It just happened that way. And that's and that I think was a great meld. And that's that's a credit to Jenny because of her sweetness. Oh, no. Not necessarily. That's a thank you, but that's a credit to all of you because you. We always say that Tori and I always talk about that. How you started to write our characters more to our who we were as people, and that really made a difference. And once you know something stood out, something was there, and so the one person I got to give credit to who probably who, who first gave you the 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 time or gave Kelly Taylor the moments. To become more, more, more complex, more nuanced, more under, more understood was Darren and Perfect Mom, because you before Perfect Mom it was going to be Brandon and Brenda and Brandon and Brenda and Brandon. Well, what about Kelly? And and then all through that. So every time you know, for, from our perspective, every time an actor was given something and succeeded, 
it was like, well, we we've got to change this. And and I, you know, and all of us really, it would have been too easy to write, okay, we're doing a show called Beverly Hills 902 and 0, and one of the stars is a is an out and out rich bitch. You know, so good. We're showing that, oh, the love of now, you know, Mean Girls comes along so many years later and does that really great, but that wasn't something we what was really as much in the culture in the 90s, pre, you know, bully, pre, pre digital as we're talking. And also, it's just not something we wanted to, uh, we, were we were looking for a more complex rich girl because I'm from Beverly Hills and a lot of them were very complex. And also because, you know, she, uh, she was not just that. She was, right. uh, uh, yeah, she was more. She was more. They were all more than a stereotype. Mm -hmm. That's the point, more than a stereotype. So filling them out, we were lucky enough to have Jenny do that, do that <laughs> character because it made her really, really layered. You're right, lots of layers, oh, lots of onions. Aw. Um, well, we, Chuck and I got to talk to uh, Chip Johannesson this week who, you know, uh, absolutely loved writing for the character. And here's a clip of, one of the clips of what Chip had to say uh, regarding this whole Kelly Dillon thing at the end of third season but like you know we we went away at the end we went to Ibiza my wife and I did and we um oh, oh, oh. to be young and single huh <laughs> yeah, we watched on satellite tv we saw an episode of 90210 and I don't even remember which one it was but it was dubbed in Spanish and Kelly Taylor was still the blonde bitch and Brenda Walsh was this very nice person from Minnesota and it was like you were very aware that it had all flipped somehow in in <laughs> in three years. You know that it was like, especially on the Kelly side, that she'd become this soulful person. I mean, at, at some point, the actresses happen, right? And they bring a certain energy to you things. Have to write, so you, you know and, this, you have to write for the talent, what the talent can do. Yeah, and by third season, you see, like Shannon, I don't think she's into her like heavy, um, you know, high behavior phase quite yet, but. She kind of seems to dress herself in half the episode. She shows up at high school wearing like weird strapless bustiers and stuff, and Kelly Taylor sitting there in a white T-shirt, and just a lot of <laughs> dynamics there have kind of changed. And it was like it wasn't. It was. I'm just saying it wasn't just about moving pieces around. It was also the the people that these actors had, you know, that had brought what they had brought to the characters and what those characters had become. Right. Exactly. And the way they let Kelly were these soulful counterparts that over the course of that whole season, right? The serialization of that was so slow of them really coming together. You know, it was like the whole thing was 30 episodes and it took almost 30 episodes to really put them together in a deep way. It starts as kind of like making out in a cabana, right? And then it becomes this thing where they bring all this life weight with them with, you know, uh, Jack McKay dying and on her side, her issues with the divorce of her mother's second or third or fifth or whatever it was, divorce, and all the all the problems there, her her situation with an eating disorder. And I even remember going to UCLA like hospital and meeting the hospitalized anorexic people to kind of research that. I mean, we're all there was this was all like as a writer of stuff you're interested in, right? You you start to like bring it. And then by the time it gets to something like senior poll, there, even though it's a it's kind of a high school conceit in a way. They bring this, this depth of habitation to it that's kind so of- something that's so frivolous and so unimportant yeah. in the long run. Well, there's that. That's what Chip had to say about it.
Um, and this conversation keeps coming up about soulmates. Um, you know, we get to soon senior poll and uh, Dylan does say that Kelly is his soulmate and Ch Chip credited that to you, Charles, that you were the one that came up with the, the phrase uh, soulmates. Let's talk about Kelly and Dylan and if they were soulmates and where you came, where did that, how did that come to your mind? The notion of having a soulmate? Well, or that Kelly and Dylan were. Oh, well, because, well, it, it would be the idea of, of the depth. I mean, you know, that all I think at that moment that you're saying is we're, it's soul to soul. We're so close. The, 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 the notion of having it be we were close in, in past lives. No, that wasn't on anybody's mind as we were writing it at that moment. It, it was a term of art. And by the way, it wasn't uh, it didn't soulmates hadn't become a hallmark uh, a term of art yet. You know, it was it was relatively new. We only do concert. It hadn't been in a Valentine's Day car. You're my soulmate. You know, it was a, it meant something a little a little more. And you played it, also, it as such. It also helped to to bring her out of the out of this hussy you know role to you know have it really be sort of we say in Yiddish right. shared meant to be kind of thing that that uh that there were you know, clues all along, it does kind of it prevents, you know, Kelly from having to be the bad woman who stole the girlfriend's boyfriend, you know, and, and all of that too. It helps, you know, they were really meant to be if they really had so much depth to their relationship. Jenny, you did the, you did the entire series and obviously these guys all left at certain places, but you were there for the ending where Kelly and Dylan were starting to form that again. Do you think that Kelly and Dylan, I was going to say we're soulmates, but do you think that they wound up together again? Yeah. I think that <clears throat> they had a really unique and special connection, and I like to think that they ended up together. Cool. Uh, all right, let me show you this. The fans will love us to talk <laughs> about this, and I know that it's very beautiful. I know that this stuff is... Iconic. Don't do that if you don't mean it. I mean it. Well, you're in trouble now. I'm not going to show the whole thing so we don't get lost here. Uh, but go ahead, uh, Jenny. I'm already gonna... lost. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good kiss. Um, that was good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I remember that We were freezing. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. You can tell in a few of the lines, but my teeth are chattering, his teeth are chattering. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were just gripping onto one another under the water just to get through it. Um, but it turned out to be a great scene. Yeah. Great scene. Everybody talks about that. Do you know who wrote that, guys? Chuck, do you know who? That's Jessica, right? Justin Steele. Oh, yeah, back in the highlights. Steve and I wrote that. And we, we rarely went to the set, but we were there that night. Or I, I'm, I know I was there. I'm assuming oh, really? was there. And um, that's when I learned from somebody, it might have been the director, that when Hitchcock was confronted with an actor who complained that it was cold. He told them to act warm. So 
that was so it, we felt we really felt bad for you, but whoever was directing that night didn't feel quite as bad Delia, as Delia. Delia, it was <laughs> We had to act warm, yeah. We tried, we tried. You, you, did, you did a good job. Hot. You look like you were enjoying yourself, but all that matters. that's all that mattered. You, well, poor Luke, you know, he had like zero body fat on yeah, him. So he was, I think he was a lot colder than I was. <laughs> you don't know this about our show, but Larry is our expert kissing department, and you usually oh. always ask, uh, <laughs> usually ask kissing questions. So, do you have a kissing? Well, you know, I have one uh, secondhand because one of the fans asked me to ask this. It was a TV Guide you uh, interview you did in, I guess, nineteen ninety three or something. And uh, I got to exactly get it right here. But it was like, you talked about, I think I do remember it. You said you were quoted as saying, uh, when you're kissing Luke, you don't can't think about anything else, which I thought was really wonderful. And uh, so that sense of abandon is in this kiss. And so, yes, I would rate this kiss very, very high. This is one of the, <laughs> is, uh, one of the top 10 kisses of, of the show. Really, I mean, it's... Uh, top five. Top, top five. five. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we haven't Please. really looked at that for the special kissing show we're going to do. And And... Believe me, not every kiss is good. We have kissing I mean, problems. We see, oh. and, I, and our heart goes out to them. I think about the actresses then, how difficult it was, because you had to kiss whoever we told you to kiss. It was like- I'm, You had me kiss a lot of guys, I know, I A lot of frogs, Jenny. After season five, Jenny, not season five. I, was, I had a different plan for you. Yeah, there After, was some, you know, we- Don't confuse you know, me. But you know what? If the kissing didn't work out, we changed it. You have to give us that. We did yeah. change it. We changed it out so we found the right kissing. And that was, yeah, so this was a great one. Just a, and it was a privilege to be able to write your character. I have to tell you right now, because I have a moment. Oh, yeah. Well, really I thrilling. think so. And we, we were talking about that with Chip yesterday. I don't know if it's in part of what he's going to show or whatever, but that the, you know, you it 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 allowed us to be to be really just dig a little deeper because any line that was there and and the the depth of the as we peel back the onion on this, you realize it and and. and you know, the idea that here's this, a beautiful young woman who doesn't see herself that way. Here's a beautiful young woman who worries about drug dependency because it's in her genes with her mother. Here's a beautiful woman that has depression issues. My gosh, you know, I mean, and and still, and what's so beautiful about Senior Paul is in the, in, and really encourage you to see it if, if, if you hadn't, everybody in this, because the last scene when you take the picture is that, you're just in your natural self. You didn't. Everybody else was in costumes, trying to make things work, and isn't. The, and you guys were just yourselves, and it mm. was quite. It was quite moving. Um, well, I don't know. Jenny Matthew Lawrence that. would be crying his eyes out right now. Yes, he would. If she doesn't remember that episode, we should tell her that what happened because that was that was when you know they did the senior poll, who's going to be most beautiful. You were most beautiful. Dylan was most handsome. But you were going through that, having to go to that group and do the um, the uh, eating, eating disorder group, and and you were very moody because you had been on diet pills and it goofed you up. You'd fainted this, you know, the episode before, and now your mom was trying to was feeling really mad that she kind of goofed you up, you know. And now you're talking, how are you gonna? work through stuff and we see it illustrated so well that was chip's script it how she here she's all pretty she's going to go dress up in her formal dress to go take the picture and her mother says oh but your eyes could be this or your hair could be different and it plunges her into self-doubt again and and she's and you were moody and nothing was working and you just played that so good you were so you know 
you were pissed off and everybody could see that there was something really going on. And just it was so naturally played by you that that's what I loved about it so much. That episode also is the one where Steve goes and shoots the basket at the um, at the Laker game. You know, he goes and wins the 10 grand that he then donates to the school. So that's why he gets to graduate. It was that was the side story on that one. You can see us in the background of the, in the Laker. Game. Yeah, we're part of the 1707. <laughs> it was a highlight for myself. I, I didn't that one. I, you got to watch it. I didn't remember. I did not remember it. I have to be honest. And I watched it and I, you were so good. You should just watch it to enjoy it, honestly. And you, well, it would bring back so much. You have the, since we're talking about it, do you have that playground scene? I do. Because I there's was, one scene that just stands out. No, uh, I want to you know, almost the whole third season, quite frankly. But I broke it into parts because oh, of okay. the YouTube thing. You know what I mean? But uh, oh, here's, here's, the first part. Great. here's the first part of it. Fine, just do me. Everybody else a big favor. I'll go back to Brenda. Is that really what you want? Doesn't matter what I really want. I'm just a stupid blonde bitch who's not really worth it. I disagree. And I didn't talk to my father. Never bothers to call me anymore. Or my mom. Probably hates me right now. <laughs> or all the guys I put out for in the 10th grade and never heard from again. Right. Or why don't you talk to Brenda and find out how it really feels to have somebody you trust go behind your back and steal your boyfriend from you. That's me. not how it happened. It's not even close. Kel, that, that's part of what I've been writing about. Part one. That one <laughs> Do you have any idea how difficult it is for me to share that with anybody? You're not the only one who wants to end up as, as more than just best looking in a stupid poem. You are already so much more than that, and you know how it. How do I know it? Whoever tells me that I'm smart or even worth knowing. We are two little kids who had to walk home from school by ourselves because our parents forgot to pick us up. I guess we're both basket cases. No. We're soulmates. Mm. I love it. It gets better even. Well, he doesn't even he doesn't even just say the line. He does the hands like you're in me and I'm in you, you know, the the, the motion there to to some to solidify it a little bit. Can you see how good you were doing there, Jen? It's it's, it's very moving. It's very moving. Yeah. It is. It's nice to to watch it back. I, it's so weird for me to watch things because I don't remember. I have like some serious traumatic memory loss and I don't remember doing it and I want to remember so badly um because that looked like it was a great a great time with him and I wish I could remember it but yeah. watching it it's nice mm. it is nice. beautiful you should watch and I could just on a lighter note I just want to say I bet you don't have the clip Pete do you that that Jenny and I actually did a scene together. Do you recall that? Yeah, no, it didn't oh, make. I the, didn't know. It didn't make. It didn't make the top hundred. It I know. Didn't one. I'm sorry. It's so good. Um, let me show you this. We're going to uh, go here later, but just to change this a little bit, we know that eventually we're going to talk about this whole "I choose me" stuff. Uh huh. Um, oh, yes. I want one of your "I choose me" shirts. I like. I wrote that. I wrote. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that shirt. 
You gotta know that there is a person on Instagram. Her name is Beverly Thrills 90210, and she's been doing impersonations of scenes. And she did the I Choose Me scene, which we will eventually get to. Here is here is uh Caitlin doing this scene. Can I talk to you guys? And it hasn't been easy, because I love you both. You might not believe that, but it's true. Ugh. Brandon, I can't accept this. <laughs> Dylan, have a nice trip. I can't go with you. Not this time. I've made my choice, and I choose me. I hope you understand. I'll love you both to the day I die. <laughs> yes, some powerful stuff. <laughs> I particularly love when she throw. If you had done that take when she thrown it, I don't know if that would have went over well uh, with the director that day. <laughs> oh, that's I funny. Yeah, she's she's just our our favorite. She just has done all that cool stuff. All right, um, listen, you know, senior poll is one of those episodes where uh, the two of you really, you know, really bonded, and it's it's some really really nice stuff that's happening. Um, you know, we move into we move these characters along, and for the for Chuck and and Karen and Jessica, I mean, where are you think? What are you thinking next about for these for these characters? I guess is where I'm going. From which point? From from senior poll. Oh. Well, we know that they're gonna, you know, they find their way together. I mean, they're going to Europe together. They are there. They are, they have bonded. Uh, and that's when, you know, also that, that uh, and it should be great. And these young people, they're in love and this, and then they come back in season four and they had a miserable time and they're barely talking to each other. And, Right. Um, you know, uh, and then and then I think that happens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we knew that it's it's the spelling motto. You bring them together, you break them apart. You bring them together, you break them apart. You know, it's like making a pizza, you know. I wanted to pull this clip, too, um, just to talk about how powerful of a performance it was. We had a fan send us this video just talking about what that scene at Senior Poll did for their own life, just so that you can uh, get an idea. Senior Poll episode was very emotional for me because it helped me to uncover some deep feelings that I had that I never expressed before that the person that I was in a relationship with wasn't my soulmate and so I had to make a very emotional and gut-wrenching decision to end that relationship and I wouldn't have the life that I have today had I not made that decision based on the storyline with Dylan and Kelly to give me that inner strength and the courage to do that. And I really want to thank Chip and Luke and Jenny and the producers of 90210 to really being that catalyst for helping me to change my life. Thank you. Wow. wow. That's so nice. I'm so glad that it helped you. Char. Right? Yeah. I just got all the goosebumps. Very good. Yeah. Good find, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's some more of, uh, of Chip, I think. Yes. No. Let's see. That is the wrong one. Hang on. Sorry. Chip. In many ways, he was the Kelly Whisperer. 
I, I, he was the so one that had you, you down. Do you recall this. writing this? I do, and I have to. I have to say right off the top that that word soulmate came from Chuck. Um, this is the playground scene, I guess, that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I've mentioned before that my wife has was very uh, was the person I would talk to a lot of times. This is my first year ever on a staff show, and I think she came up with the idea of returning to the playground to um, have this have this scene that it would be a good kind of place for that. You write you're writing for Kelly, but at some point you realize the actress is going to bring something really beautiful to it. So, um, what was it like, sort of writing these scenes or scenes just generally for Kelly for Jenny Garth? Well, this is now third season, and and a character that started as a kind of like shallowish, not not in terms of the writing, but in terms of the way the character is conceived. Uh, blonde, bitchy, you know, mean girl type really isn't like that at all. And I think that's got to be something that Jenny brought to this. She was very soulful, um, had a woundedness that came out of her character history, but you could kind of see and and was kind of looking for somebody to love her, which she had not had in her life up to that point. So um, that person became Dylan McKay. Um, well, I mean, take a look at this one. I think she's just she's just absolutely lovely. Um, and she brought a kind of, you know, she brought a kind of reality to the thing that um, not every actor managed to do. Nice stuff. Um. <laughs> we all know that Chip is very impressive now, but just for the audience, he went on to have a very, very distinguished writing and producing career on many, many incredible shows. <laughs> so just so you know, he's quite the he knows what he's talking about. I was watching, this is going to sound off, but then you're going to get it. I was watching an episode of The Office a couple of nights ago, and when I, I had never watched it before, and I was totally, uh, I, I, and I was watching Jim and Pam, and I got so connected to the, the characters that I was like, I really hope Jim and Pam are are in a relationship, you know, like the, the real people. And then I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, that's so crazy. I, I don't understand why I'm saying that. But there's a there's a large group of people that wish, uh, you know, Kelly and Dylan were an item or a thing. You know what I mean? The, the real people. Is that difficult to deal with? Um, and also, what is what was that relationship like when you were doing this? Sorry for the Jim and Pam reference. I just had a. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it was oftentimes very confusing to even me. So, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and my even you know, even my own children, even my people that are very close to me, my inner circle, know how much Luke means to me and meant to me, and um, often wonder like what what really was it? And I, I don't ever like to really talk about it. I don't like to, you know, I just, it's, it's a very um, special place inside of me and I don't like to share it with people. So I get that question a lot and I try to skirt around it as much as possible because he's just a very important person in my life. Yep. I understand that. Um, well, in season four, uh, there's some cute stuff that you guys do together. And here's uh, a couple of those things. Let's see. 
I'm really having a problem with these clips today. Okay. There's John Sears. That guy just does not get the picture, does he? I had no idea you were such a powerful public speaker. Well, why don't you add it to the long list of things that you don't know? Hey, Kelly, give Peace a chance. Maybe in another lifetime, huh? Dylan, do you want a piece of pie? I'm reaching out to you here, Kelly. Come on. What's up? <laughs> You're a dead man. Wait, hey, hey, yeah, you want some? Come on. I'm gonna hunt you down right here. There's the John Sears. I I was I forgotten this too. Like, why did Kelly hate John Sears so much? Uh, He's a bad guy. He he's he a bad guy. Right. And, and Tor and I were talking that about it. That was a very good reason. I can't remember. Was it Kelly that hated him? <laughs> 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 wasn't there a date break story? Wasn't well, he? I think she hears the night. No. Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's a Laura Kingman thing related to it. I think he tried to do with well, AJ Langer. AJ Langer. Yeah. AJ Langer. Yeah, yeah. That was the one. He, he took tried to take advantage of a, a girl who was underage girl, underage and problems, and and that's who he was. You know, that's he would have been that way, and he was. He, he, here he is in college. You know he was that way when he was in high school, and he probably John Sears would be like that as an adult. You, it doesn't remember, change yeah, that much. I remember it crossing over and me not liking him. <laughs> he was a good friend of Jason. <laughs> he was really good friends with a lot of people on the set, yeah. and I just had a thing like I just didn't like him. I guess I'm just a little too method in that respect. Get into my character. <laughs> Evidently, he was um, good at playing someone unlikable. Actually, <laughs> you know, Jennifer Grant felt the same way. I think. I mean, because I think you need that, you know, to do those scenes. I mean, you just, yeah, it's understandable. Somebody says, uh, "Did she know?" Meaning you, she <laughs> was the most gorgeous girl to walk this earth. Ha ha ha! I love Jenny. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm. Thank you for bringing that to my awareness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice <gosh>. to do. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I just want to remind everybody too, again, tomorrow you're going to be doing a lot more of this uh, and other things and maybe more lighthearted uh, on locationlive.com <laughs> slash uh, 90210. You can grab tickets for that event now. I think someone told me that they just ordered one. So now I am on the hook for a t-shirt. Uh -oh. <laughs> Thank you. That's what you happens. You open your mouth. You open your trap. I don't mind. <laughs> I want everybody to go out and, uh, and take a look at this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. There's this other one here. Let's... The, well, this leads to something really nice. Uh, that whole incident with John Sears leads to something really nice—a very nice conversation that you and uh, that Kelly and Dylan have. Oh uh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, taking her seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I came here to tell you. You know, if this had happened three years ago, I probably would have stayed with him even after what he said. I'm glad it's not three years ago. I'm getting them together. <laughs> I hope so. And if I am starting to get more inner strength or whatever, I think maybe it's because you're the first guy who ever took me seriously. Kel. No, you were. I just can't believe I got so caught up with him. What happened to us, Dylan? I don't know. I lost somewhere. 
You sure you don't want me to whack him? Because I will. No. More beautiful you look stuff. beautiful, that, that's so, Yeah, that, that's really a big line. That's uh, taking it seriously. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. Who gets now? Where is that? Is that Jessica? That's a chip. I think that's Chip. It's from no. Take Back the Night. I think, isn't it? Yeah. That's Take Back the Night. Yeah. I have my cheat sheet right here, <laughs> Chelsea. Thank you. <laughs> Larry, I want to ask you: What did you like writing the Kelly? What did you like writing for the Kelly and Dylan character? Oh. We haven't really heard from you here. Oh well, you know, I got you know, I came in in season four, so I got to uh, you know build up some of that uh, relationship. But you know, I also got to break them up in uh, in uh, vital signs. And when you look at that now, yeah, they broke up, but she was right; she was on to Suzanne and Erica. I don't know if you remember that plot, you know, where Dylan's getting scammed and he's got family, and they kind of come between uh, you and Dylan. And in the end, I mean, Jenny w- wanted the best for him, and Dylan couldn't see it. He was he wanted so desperately to have a, a family that uh, so I did get to write that, and you know all. all but I I had some um, some other things I wanted to ask Jenny about the bewitch thing because I'm trying to remember where that came from. Was it something that you did with the nose? You had that skill to do the nose thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? They said they do like this this bewitched the nose twitch that she used to do in in now you know I, I happen to you know one of my early mentors was Harry Ackerman. I can't that do it. His, that was his show and, and and Elizabeth Montgomery would be around and Bill Asher, her husband, who was another great surfer, Chuck would probably know. But you know, I realized we had this bewitched thing which we play off a bit and and it's great. It's just it's adorable. And you know, we also had the I also did get to write the strawberries and cream scene where you kind of put stuff on each other. And so I felt good about that, even though I did break you up. But then we, we come back again and I get to write some soulmate stuff with, with Chuck and everybody on the real McCoy stuff. Cause then we kind of after you break up, you know, in the season four, you you know, Dylan realizes, albeit too late, that you are his soulmate, and it takes us all the way down to I choose me, where you, you shut the door on both of them. And that's a good place to go to for Jessica. Um, well, but Chuck, but Chuck first on the on the dream the, or the 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 stuff real that McCoy. Doing, the, the real McCoy that Dylan's doing, where he's talk to me about that and 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 writing that concept because that's pretty that's a that's out there, you know, for that time period. Right. Well, we knew that we were going we were using this this notion of self exploration and. Um, and using regression therapy as a means to try to understand yourself a little better takes you into past lives. And all we had seen prior to this was fragments. And we building to this episode. And look, and I and I've said this, you know, sometimes many times with me, the tail wags the dog. So I wanted to have a western for Jason and Luke. These guys love their horses. They love being in the West. So you know, let's do it to the old West. And using all the the archetypes, the stereotypes, you know, he's the Billy, the bad kid, and she's the frightened ingenue and the stagecoach. And by the end, they're a married couple and uh, in the Old West. And he's he's become a preacher and she's become uh, mother to two gorgeous children, one of named Jackson Mullen, the other named Avery Rosen. And it's a, and it's a really uh, coming out of the church. And and um, and then what gets you, of course, is that with it, of course, is that there's Luke excuse me, there's Dylan uh, in the, who gets killed is Billy the kid. It's like a trophy murder, not even because he did something wrong, did something wrong many years ago and 10 years later, it's retribution. But this notion that 
I, what I remember most about that scene is not necessarily Kelly and Dylan, but him being in the grave and the and all the other people there and the dirt coming over and wondering why all his friends are there and the, the kind of dreamlike quality. And that's all it was. All it was was a regression. All it was was a scope. And whether it really happened, didn't happen, uh, I, I'm not, a wiser person knows that. But it certainly was a way to really show that that, you know, it's not just now, you, you've been my love forever. Because he kept asking his therapist, why her? Why am I seeing her? And, and so- I think those, his therapist's name is Molly Campbell, by the way. You named her after the after the costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly kept bugging me. Name the character after me. Come on. No, she never did. I'm just teasing. But no, we did. We always did stuff like- Emily Valentine was Diana Valentine, our script supervisor. So Christine Pettit. Christine Pettit. Christine Pettit. We the FBI, so we did that all over the map. I want to show you this too. This this is not uh, this is a season four scene. Fans asked me to show you this. Do you remember doing this? Looking real good, Cal. Look, <laughs> I know that you are probably still mad at me, and I am definitely still mad at you. But I have to kiss you right now in front of all of these people. And I would really appreciate it if you would please just go along with it. Did you say please? Yeah, I said, <laughs> I said please. Well, in that case, I uh, I never could resist a sorority girl in a shower cab. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love that scene. Me too. Yeah, the smushiness is so great. Smushiness, so the great. cold cream. is so great. Everything about it is so natural and sexy and wonderful and warm. It's just terrific. All right. By the now way, I, I don't remember having ever seen that before or ever. <laughs> I remember it at all. So it was Me all either. <laughs> the was I there? To the super fan, this is our life. This is, this is <laughs> you know what I mean? We have been there so many times. Yeah. Uh, this does lead, lead, lead to obviously <laughs> a Jessica Klein thing. And you guys talked about I Choose Me. I'm going to play that real quick. And I want to get everybody's uh, take on that now. And I'm curious of yours on this, Jenny. Can I talk to you guys? You guys have made my life very difficult the past few days. And it hasn't been easy. Because I love you both. You may not believe that, but it's true. Brandon, I can't accept this. Wait. Please. Dylan, have a nice trip. I can't go with you. Not this time. I've made my choice, and I choose me. I hope you understand. I love you both till the day I die. All right. A lot of people to talk to here. Jessica Klein. Yeah. I so choose I, me. I choose me. Um, it became bigger in the history of show business of the, and the history of the show uh, than it was at the time. Yes. It seemed, it felt very much in character for her to say that. And it was a very big feminist moment for us. And in rewatching the show, the whole thing, 
I found both Dylan and Brandon so overbearing uh, in 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 their uh, approach to her that it was, and I'm sure that uh, Steve and I wrote it that way so that the I choose me would land properly, that everyone would root for Kelly in saying that because it's like this one wants to go around the world, really, right now you're going to make those choices, and the other one when he hears that buys a ring this is not a time for a ring and and they sell it as, with such uh they don't neither one of themselves it with great romance or flourish and it's they are both taking her for granted in some way is how i i see it now because i just not gonna remember all this either um but uh the i choose me was so appropriate and so right for the age of the character it was right for the time and it was right for the story of the growth of Kelly Taylor, who had come into her own and was no longer seeing herself as a reflection of the man she was with, the boy she was with. She was, it turned into a person. Well, and who I, knew it would become so, I mean, it's, it's just such a strong statement and it's still so powerful now, even more than then somehow. When they repeat, when they stole it on Scandal, it was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and I see she's quoting Kelly Taylor. No wait, she's quoting just the Steve Wasserman. <laughs> but you know the difference is, is that they did it with the punctuation. They did it yes. with the self-conscious. I love just yes. seeing this. Yeah, you know, it's just, just, and I choose me, and da, da, da. you know, it, it was just. Yes, you're was, so it right. Was matter now. of fact, it was the condition that you were in, and it was that. And again, you know, it's it's. What I have really enjoyed working with you all those years, Jenny, is because the interpretations that you come out with always worked and were always unique to you. Well, and I can I can say that I saw you. a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, thank you. you know. I'm just glad make, because, you just make it look very yeah. easy. You just do. You make yeah. it look natural, exactly. Like no effort on your well, part. Kelly and I had a lot in common, so <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I think we nailed this. Larry, did I miss anything here on the cheat sheet? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it only goes up to the end of season four. But obviously, you know, you know, look, we, we move on to uh, the other couple. She ends up with Brandon in season five, you know, like the royal right. couple. Steve thinks he's got a shot with her. And, of course, season five starts and Brandon and her have been together for the whole summer. So, which is, you know, so much of what we're doing is, you know, making the story, like Chuck said, Bring them together, pull them apart. Bring them together, pull them apart, move them around. I mean, uh, but within that, making it believable, which is, you know, when we look back at it now, we got to feel pretty good about what right. we did. Maybe that's why I've had so many divorces. I just <laughs> figured it out. You had a high bar, babe. That's what it is. It's in character, right? Yeah. You just constantly have been I live in for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, this was really awesome. Jenny, thank you for your time thank and spending so some time here. Okay. Uh, again, let me just plug this again on locationlive.com slash 90210. Make sure you guys all hang out with them tomorrow. It's going to be so much fun. I think you're going to have a blast uh, seeing everybody and doing all that. And I wanted to say thank you to all of you, the writer and, of course, the actor here, Jenny, for 
doing all this work, like I said, kind of jokingly, and I've said this to you guys many times, but like, this is life for a lot of people. I mean, the Kelly and Dylan fans, or even the Brenda and Dylan fans, or the Brandon and Kelly fans, they all have their passions, right? Charles knows a little bit about having his passions. Uh, and this is, this is, you know, really important to so many people. So uh, just so thankful for all of you for doing this. I have to say this too, you know, uh, Jenny, I know that this is not an easy topic because we're talking about someone that we all, that we all wish was here. You know, I wish I was doing the Kelly and Dylan show with Kelly and Dylan that for, as a super fan that devastated me. And I can't even imagine what you all think about watching this. So uh, thank you for your patience and going through all of this and watching some of this. I know it must not be easy, um, but I think we covered it and um, really, really nicely today. And it's such beautiful work that you did all those years ago. So um, I, I, I'm so just so happy that we all got to work together and work with Luke. And I just want to say thank you. And then I love each of you. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. Right, guys, that has been this. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time when we have your tag team partner. Partner. Donna Martin. Donna Martin's coming on. <laughs> so that should be. Tori, Tori, Tori. Have All right. Fun. Goodbye, so guys. Nice. See you later. Bye.